Welcome to Driven in Her Purpose. This is a show that brings women together, women who are answering God's calling in their lives every day and living in their purpose with confidence. I started this show with the purpose of bringing together a community of women who are dreaming, doing, and making an impact on the world using their talents, their gifts, and their life experience. I strongly believe that having a supportive and spirit-filled community is instrumental to starting and growing any business. I believe that women need to be united and lift each other up and help each other shine. With God as our guide, we can do anything. So are you ready to join us? Then let's do this together. Welcome back to another episode of Driven in Her Purpose. I'm Rosie Leonor, your host, and I'm so happy that you can join me today. Today, we have another very special guest. And before I introduce you, though, I do want to make a special announcement. I want to announce that my Facebook group, community group, is now open. It is now open, ladies. I am so excited about it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, link the link it in the show notes. And I also have a freebie in there that I've had for a little bit, a little free gift for you, 31 proverbial affirmations and insight for women leaders and entrepreneurs. So if you want that, you want to grab that, go ahead and do so. I'm happy to send that to you. It's my gift to you that I worked with so much love so that I could help give you a little affirmation through the wisest book in the Bible, which is Proverbs. All right, ladies, well, let's get started. I wanted to introduce my special guest today, Alicia Carlson. Alicia, thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, Rosie. Thank you so much for having me. It's definitely a pleasure and a privilege to be here with you. The honor is mine. I've been following your podcast and I want to hear, I uh, want us to hear all about it and all about what you do. So why don't we start by, I want to ask you, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Um, yeah. So my name is Alicia Carlson, as you alluded to. I am a wife and a mom. I have been a believer for, oh my gosh, it was 2007 was when I became saved. You would think I would be a little bit better at math. I think it's about 15 years <laughs> so far. Um, and that really has been kind of a whirlwind journey. Um, I think, you know, it's definitely is a continuous journey, but um, God is thankfully so gracious and so patient with me. And um, really over these past three years, I feel like he has um, kind of just taken me to some new depths and um, I think just a greater understanding of who he is and who I am as his daughter. So I love that. Um, I am super active. I love fitness. I love working out. Uh, that really is, I think, kind of the heartbeat of why I do what I do. So about 14 years ago, I started my own fitness journey. Um, up to that point, I would say I kind of dabbled, you know, I would try like the six week programs or different things like that, that you would see on magazine covers. And I would hit it hard for a few days, jump on the scale, not see any movement there and just feel so defeated and so discouraged. And mm -hmm. so I would kind of yeah. give up and um, I kind of teeter tottered that way, I would say for years. And then um, in 2007 was the year that my husband and I were getting married and like so many women, I just, I wanted to look good. You know, I wanted to feel good. I had this image of myself walking down the aisle. And so I really committed to my fitness journey that year. Um, him and I kind of started running together and um, 
you know, he sort of fell off. That was like a work uh, competition that they were having sort of in the new year, but I actually kept running. And um, that was really kind of a cool thing. I don't think I noticed it so much then, but as I reflect back, for me, that was kind of the first time I think that fitness was used in my life to really break through kind of a glass ceiling. Like up to that point, I was, you know, I would say, oh, I'm not a runner. I can't run to save my life. Just like all of these things that I was kind of speaking over myself, that really was my reality. And so to then just kind of, even for a moment, sort of suspend those beliefs about myself, figure out, okay, I'm just going to run one light pull at a time, you know, take a breath, a break as I need it, and then, you know, slowly pick up and um, increase distance. And so I started with running. I would say that was kind of my gateway into the fitness world. Um, I went from running and then I went into weightlifting, did some figure competition there. And um, so really my experience has been kind of on both ends of the spectrum. One being inactive, kind of the couch potato, not really taking care of myself to the other end and being super extreme, mm -hmm. um, which is really kind of what leads me to doing the work that I do now, which is helping women kind of ditch the diet mentality, break up with that dieting um, so that they can create food freedom, find joy in movement, and really make peace with their bodies long before they reach their goals. And I love that. Thank you for sharing. I love that part of what you just said making finding joy movement which i want to talk about that because i know i sure want to find joy in movement and i haven't quite gotten there yet <laughs> especially in the mornings <laughs> and also uh, make peace with their bodies long before they reach their goals i love that can you talk a little bit more about what that means maybe to you or what that means maybe for other women that you've worked with yeah, the, do you want to talk about finding joy in movement or? Yeah, well, first, uh, well, yeah, first I want to, I want to talk a little bit about finding joy in movement and um, really how we can, how we can do that so that we can work out and go ahead and move however it is that, you know, we, we need to move. And then we'll talk about the finding peace before they reach their goals. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would be remiss in saying that I didn't start exercise loving it. Like that was, that was definitely me too. It was like, oh, this is just kind of something that I have to do. It's sort of a means to an end. Um, and for a majority of the years of my own journey with fitness and nutrition and stuff like that, it really was fueled by a desire to change my body, to look a certain way, to lose weight, very much rooted in kind of diet culture, diet mentality. And so there was like a lot of pressure on myself to do the workouts perfectly, to have, you know, the perfect nutrition. And I think, you know, in some ways that kind of robbed me from really learning how to love exercising for everything else that it did for my body, for my mental health, my emotional health. Um, and so slowly, you know, I would say like, if you are the person right now that does not love exercise, just know that probably all of us started there at some point. Um, but it's, it's about finding the, the type of workouts, I guess, that you kind of can tolerate for now. And then it's just staying consistent enough with it that it kind of grows on you. Right. And I think, you know, for some people we think like, oh, I have to go to the gym, but if that brings about like a ton of anxiety, like then maybe that's not going to be your ideal place to work out. For other people, they know that they will push themselves harder 
if they're in kind of a group environment or if they have a coach or a trainer or, you know, they're in uh, more of a public setting or space. So I think finding joy in movement, number one, it's just kind of, it might just be an exploratory period. So kind of try some different things, figure out what types of exercises you like to do and what kinds of environments. And then I think too, of course, it's going to be changing the story that you're telling yourself about it, right? So if it's yeah. this chore, if it's this thing that you have to do, if it feels like it's this heavy burden, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you're probably not going to find much joy in it. So if you feel like you're so heavily focused on needing to lose weight, needing your body to change, and you're using exercise as that vehicle, that could just be a really good place for you to kind of explore and then it's like, what if we just took the pressure off of like your body having to change? And what if we started to focus instead on everything else that, you know, lifting weights or going for a run or a walk or taking a dance class is doing for you mentally, emotionally, and physically. Mm. And, you know, speaking of um, working out, I think a lot of times uh, women can, like myself included, um, either can truly have time issues or can maybe we can put in our heads that we have time issues I don't know I think it's more like we can put in our head that we have time issues but what advice would you give to women who are saying I really don't have the time how would you help them to overcome that mindset yeah I think the first step there is maybe kind of challenging that thought or that belief right so it's, you know, maybe you don't have, if you're thinking in your head that you have to work out for at least 60 minutes a day or else it doesn't count, then we want to challenge that, right? Because it's like even 10 minutes a day starting out, or if you can find like two 10 minute pockets and you're going for a walk and then maybe you're doing, you know, a, a quick body weight circuit or something like that. So I think first I would just encourage you to kind of challenge the, the thought or the belief that you don't have time. So what would be enough time or how much time are you thinking you need to exercise in order for it to quote unquote count? Um, and then, you know, once you kind of can get to the bottom of that, because if it doesn't take you 60 minutes at a time, could you find 20 minutes to, you know, put on a, a workout DVD or, you know, find a YouTube video or something like that and sweat it out at home? Um, and then, you know, on a more, I guess, strategic level, it's, it really is kind of planning those things in. So I know that sounds super cliched, but we put things on our calendars that are important to us, that matter to us. And I think a lot of times we take this, the attitude of like, well, I'll find time to work out. But if you don't, if it's not something that you look forward to yet, or hasn't become a part of your daily routine, you're not going to be as likely to schedule that. So again, you know, sometimes it is that, um, you know, just scheduling it on your calendar and then following through and sticking with that until it becomes a part of your habit and your routine. That is so true. I remember in the beginning of the school year, I'm a teacher, so last school year, um, I made a decision to, at, at minimum, because I'm not a morning person when it comes to working out, I'm a morning person for other things. But what I did decide was to have, like to do some stretches. So I found this really great lady on YouTube. She does five minute morning stretches. And uh, I just fell in love with her because it was so, it just covered everything and it was five minutes and it wasn't stressful. In fact, it, it kind of helped me to feel like like the knots on my neck and my shoulder that was loosened up every day just by <clears throat> excuse me just by doing her workout so 
when as a year progressed, I, I kind of slowed it down to three times a week, but I still kept it up for most weeks with a couple of weeks off. And what it did for me was less chiropractor visits. <laughs> I was going there all the time for like stretching my stress nodules that you get as a teacher because it's not an easy job, right? So just to even the five minutes was helping me. Of course, I want to take it up a notch now. Yeah, I do want to lose some weight, but um, just that right there, getting up and moving. I did, you know, to me, getting into the mindset of this isn't a, this is five minutes. Anyone can do five minutes. And plus, do you want to keep spending a lot of copays at the chiropractor every single time? No, let that motivate you then. And I'm talking to myself, right? <laughs> so then. I started, I continue to do it. And it, it has been such an amazing, that just that little decision right there has made a world of difference in my life. And I think, you know, you hit on a couple of key things that really helped you be successful with that is one, you were kind of meeting yourself where you were at. So it was like, okay, maybe I recognize that I don't have 30 minutes, but I have five minutes or I'm willing to set aside these five minutes for this. And then I think the other thing too, is just like knowing yourself and knowing like, I'm a morning person when it comes to certain things, but getting up and working out is not like, that's not one of those things. And so I think that's another key to it is kind of knowing yourself, knowing, you know, within your schedule, like if you are working and you have to work around that, or you have kids and you're working around sport practices or their schedule. So knowing tangibly when you can like make time for your workouts, but then also knowing yourself and, and knowing like I have, mo you know, the most energy or I'm feeling the most motivated at this time of day. Okay, well, great. Like, let's capitalize on that. Let's, you know, again, working with yourself and not necessarily against yourself. Absolutely. And thank you for that. That's really encouraging. I appreciate that. So um, the second part is, you know, how do women, how would you say, how would women, make peace? How do you help women make peace with their bodies long before they reach their goals? Any, any tips on that? Yeah. So I feel like I kind of alluded to this or started to share this a little bit in my own journey, but for so many women, um, we have weight loss goals or we have physique goals. And we think that once we reach the specific number or once we don't have, you know, the love handles or our body looks a certain way, then we have this idea of how we're going to be feeling about our bodies, feeling about ourselves. And oftentimes where we see ourselves at now, like maybe being, you know, 10 or 15 pounds heavier than what we want to be or whatever, we see that as like a huge problem in the, in the, in the sense that we maybe don't um, take care of ourselves quite as well. We're not talking, you know, quite as nicely to ourselves kind of beating ourselves up and sort of postponing feeling good about ourselves or in our bodies until it looks or is a certain size. And so essentially like making peace with your body before you reach the, your goals, it's whatever fitness or physique goal you have for yourself. So I know you mentioned, you know, yeah, I do have a few pounds that I'd like to lose. Mm -hmm. It's taking your brain to the place of, okay, so when I reach that goal when I'm that number on the scale, what are all the things that I'm going to be thinking about myself and feeling about myself or my body? And then what, you know, and then it's like looking at, okay, what am I currently thinking about this number on the scale or how my body looks now? And it's just kind of comparing the two. And then it's working essentially to start to build those thoughts and those beliefs and those feelings about yourself ahead of time, right? So it's like, if you have that certain set of thoughts or feelings that you think you're going to have, 
how can we start to practice those things now? Because essentially it's by you becoming the woman that is, you know, 10 pounds lighter, that's going to be how you get to the goal. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then that prevents you from reaching that, that weight loss goal and still having all of those same negative thoughts or feelings about your body, because that was my experience was, you know, I had dropped a ton of weight. I was the leanest I had ever been. And there was still a bunch of, you know, body image stuff and insecurities and things like that. And so that was a huge indicator for me, like, okay, we have to do that internal work as well as the outside work. Amen. Yeah, that is so true. Absolutely. I think it is really a mindset first. Um, it's, it's getting into that place where, you know, at least for me, it was, it was that like, okay, um, I can do this. I can do five minutes. I, I know I can. I think anybody can, maybe not, but I know I can. So, you know, I know what I can do and I can start there. Uh, it's so funny. I remember the first couple of days of the school year when the, when it's time to, for the teachers to set up the classroom and you don't have students yet. So, you know, you can get up a little later, uh, not too late because you still have to get there on time. You can get up a little later and you can go and maybe more. So I, what I did is I worked out three days in a row on the elliptical and then I took a shower and I got dressed and I went to school and I was like, oh, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do 20 minutes every day. Man, when I got started with school, I was like, no, because, you know, you need to be there early to set up everything, to make sure you have your lesson plans updated, whether you're a teacher or whatever you do, you got to prep for the day. So I'm like, I don't think I can keep doing this. So I had to make that adjustment, but making that adjustment, you know, was good enough for me at that point, because at least I was getting something in and and getting that, you know, meeting that need, that more urgent need that I felt that I had. And Mm -hmm. you talk about how, you know, feeling, finding peace with your body long before they reach, you reach your goals after becoming, you're a mom, I'm a mom. And I had, um, I had three C-sections. My third child I had, she's a toddler, but I had her at 41. Now, my body at that point is not very easy to lose weight. Anyone in their 40s will attest to this or higher will attest to that. So for me, it was harder to lose weight. I literally had to do a, my husband and I, we did it together. Um, We counted calories uh, and we did it for like four months or so. And um, a little working out, you know, walking around and stuff like that, walking in the neighborhood. That's it, very light. And in three months, well, once my metabolism started getting used to it, it was about a month and a half before I started actually seeing the weight loss come off. And I, I find, and I lost 16 pounds in three months, 16 pounds. I wrote it on my blog. I, I couldn't believe it. Why? Well, what happened? Well, first I had at least a ver- urgent need to lose a, at least a little weight of my baby weight. I started feeling so much more confident because I, I, I set out to do it. My husband accompanied me, which was so much help because accountability, I think, is so important. And doing something with someone else, in my opinion, is probably better than doing it by yourself, at least in my experience. But I mean, it, it helped me. And I know I wasn't at my pre-baby weight, but you know what? It helped me to know that I could do this. And if I want to do it again, maybe not that way, a different way, but I, I can do it, you know? So just getting started, just making goals like that, just like you say, can even little things can help you to feel a little bit better. I'm not at my pre, pre-pregnancy weight. And I certainly sometimes look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to lose belly, <laughs> you know? 
But, um, but I also love my body because it gave birth to my three beautiful children and I don't regret any of it. So if this is the body that I'm going to have, because this is what I can have, and this is, then I'm happy because that's what it, that's what my body did. It was the honor of, of having these babies. So just, you know, I learned that finding that well, my body's like this because of this, and that's that's okay. I can always do better, sure, but I'm not going to put myself down about it, you know, or think that I look terrible or whatever and have that affect my confidence because I didn't get it to where it was before I, you know, became pregnant, right? So, well, and I think like that's a huge thing that you touched on, right? It's like for a lot of women that are on kind of a weight loss or a fitness journey, they don't feel like the body that they're in right now is worthy, right? It's mm -hmm. not good enough. But once it looks a certain way or is a certain size, then it'll be worthy. Then, you know, it'll be all of these things. And so I think part of, you know, what probably really helped you have that success that you did was that you were kind of coming from a different place, right? It, it wasn't like, oh, I'm disgusted. I hate my body. I don't, you know, it's like, right. oh gosh, exactly. It. Mm -hmm. it was, wow, look at what my body did. I want to take the best care of my body that, mm -hmm. that I can. And maybe, you know, here are some places or here are some things that I can do to do that. So I think that's huge. And definitely having the support of your husband is phenomenal. And unfortunately, not every person out there has that support or has that accountability. And I think that's especially where having a coach can really be helpful is that, you know, if you're living with somebody who isn't maybe necessarily on the same journey as you and they don't want to be like, that's fine, but you still get to decide if you want to work on those things and if you want to do those. And if you don't have that support or you don't have that accountability built in, then I think, you know, engaging or hiring a coach or having somebody yeah. outside of your family to support you, to be in your corner, to help you problem solve and troubleshoot is a phenomenal thing to have. I truly, I truly am seeing more and more as I um, journey in my 40s, you know, the importance of having mentorship, of having coaches, of having people in your life. I can really see the value in that. So speaking of coaching, um, Alicia, tell us uh, what you what you offer to women and how can women connect with you? And then I'll ask you a couple more questions at the end. Yeah. So um, currently what I offer is I work with my clients in a one-to-one -one, uh, capacity right now. Um, we do work together for an entire year minimum. Um, and I really do love that because it gives us the space. So if you have a client that kind of comes in and they hit the ground running, great. But you also have enough time to where as life starts to creep back in and your schedule maybe gets a little bit crazier, then you have somebody there that can kind of help you navigate and sort of problem solve for that time. Um, and then also, you know, we move into a phase usually within that year that you also learn to have your results, right? I think so often we want just the quick fix. We want, you know, things to happen super fast. And then we get discouraged when it doesn't, or, you know, we, we have the results for a little while and then, you know, we slip back into old habits, old patterns and things like that. And then it can kind of feel like you're constantly starting and stopping and getting back on the wagon. So um, I love that. I um, do also have a freebie on my website as well. So you can download that just at aliciacarlson.com. It's called the Mindful Eating Project. And it's got an ebook that kind of walks you through a lot of my non-diet approach. 
um, helps you kind of jumpstart if you're interested in learning how to eat with a more intuitive and mindful approach to nutrition. If you're not really wanting to track calories or macros anymore, um, but really still feel like you're feeding your body while you're taking care of yourself. So you can get that downloaded there. Um, and then of course I have my podcast, the strong her way where I take, um, a lot of the topics that we kind of discussed here, but go a little bit deeper. So it's, uh, fitness, nutrition, mindset, body image stuff. I like to do interviews on there every once in a while as well to get some, um, other perspective coming in. Amazing. Thank you for that. So I'd like to end the show with a couple questions. First of all, um, what is one of your favorite Bible verses? Um, so I am the horrible person that I know like roughly what it says. It's and okay. I, one of those things I'm like, I need to get better <laughs> about knowing exactly where it's at. It's okay. um, but this was one uh, that really came to mind. And I feel like there were a couple different times that this word came up. Um, but it's really, it's that idea. I think it's um, where God is talking basically to Joshua as he's getting ready to lead them into the promised land. And he just keeps reminding them, do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed for the Lord, your God is with you. And um, I think there are so many different parts of the Bible and so many different stories where you just hear that message over and over, like, mm. don't be discouraged, don't be dismayed. And it's because God is with us because the Lord, our God is with us. It's not, don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed because you got it. You can do it. It's because I've equipped you. It's because I'm with you and therefore you can do it. Amen. That's right. And what is one of your favorite motivational quotes? Oh my gosh. I know there's so many good ones out there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or maybe which, one of your own. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, which one is coming up? Um, I mean, I don't know if these are like super duper motivational, but it, you know, the best time to start is always right now. Oh, You're I love that. Yeah. More ready. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think along those lines, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So I love that. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Now is a good time to start. You know, that's the message I try to uh, give the women in my podcast is start now. What are you waiting for? You don't have to wait for perfect. <laughs> Just get yeah. started. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Coming from a recovering perfectionist, I think yeah, definitely don't wait <laughs> for Absolutely. everything to be perfect because you'll be waiting forever. Oh yeah. And I think clarity also can come along the way once you start. Not all you you can be a little clear, but you're gonna get more clear as you go as you get started. Without getting started, you can't get too much clarity. So, <laughs> so thank you so much, Alicia, for being here. It was a really an honor having you and for sharing all that you did. You brought so much value today to the podcast and to our our women here listening. Thank you so, so much. And uh, it was really, really great having you. Yeah. Thank you again, Rosie, for having me. And um, this was definitely an honor. Awesome. Thank you so much. And ladies, I will see you in the next one. Hey sister, real quick. If you received any encouragement from this podcast, the best way you can thank me is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. The more reviews that are on the podcast, the more women that can be reached so that they can also be encouraged and inspired as they dream and do for the glory of God, just like you. May God bless you and guide you as you pursue and grow your God-given dreams.